of the podcast? Yeah, that's we're, we're gonna have opening the podcast right now. Oh, when you open a podcast, does that mean anything? I mean, open. Uh, I probably use the wrong word. Well, when we starting it, when we do it, it doesn't really mean anything. We're at starting all. the podcast. We're starting the podcast. So I'm Jay. Oh, I'm Brian, and this is the BNA podcast. Welcome back. So, my friend, how are you doing? <sighs> I am good. I'm very, very, very busy. Well, I think we both are very, 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 I know. very busy. It was an accident, too. I think the last time we talked, we were did, were we talking about Nadia and her appendicitis, or was that the time before? It was the time before. That was during the Yarborough era. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes. And gotcha. Uh, I missed the Yarborough man. And Campbell, the Heidi Campbell one. And then so. Heidi, I was here, but we well, talked I'm about still it. Ask, I was how's here. Nadia doing? She's doing quite well. Good deal. Quite well, yeah. Good deal. What have you been busy doing? Well, we're building a bunch of soundstage film studios in another state, and then... Uh, I'm teaching copyright law, and it's at the end of the term. So, oh well, that's good. I'm grading. So you're things. grading. I'm grading and think, think, things like that, and well, and my students would say also grading. Well, we understand that. Yes. So, but so, it's fun. Yeah. It's I'm having a good time. So the students at SAE, it's been the best class that I've had so far since I've been teaching there about a year. Cool. And uh, had a great class of kids. Yeah. Well, we're you know I'm just doing. If you my... can get kids that care about copyright law. That's, That's a good class of kids. That is a good huh? class of kids. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I don't really care about copyright law. Well, you got going I'd on. Probably, you know, you'd, break you'd, it every now yeah, and then. Yeah, probably. But you'd like it a little bit. I do pay um, our licensing fees when I right when, when they're they ask. when they're appropriately yes. uh, requested. Okay. Well, uh, so we're back, uh, and mm-hmm. we have how many has it been now? How many have we? Are done? we at seven? I don't know. It's Sharon, Matt, uh, Freddie. Um, Heidi, Jeff, Alice, this will be seven. Seven. Seven so candidates. We, we are joined today by Mr. Jim Gingrich, uh, the former chief operating uh, uh, officer. Blip, blip. Chief operating say. officer uh, yeah, talking is, of Alliance is a, Bernstein. Hang yes. on, we'll do it in radio voice. We welcome Jim Gingrich, mayoral candidate and former COO of Alliance Bernstein. Yeah, we're, welcome, glad, we're glad to have him. So uh, we hope you enjoy this interview and uh, we'll come back after it's done. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we're here with another one of our mayoral candidate interviews. And uh, today we're blessed to have Jim Gingrich, uh, who is uh, formerly of Alliance Bernstein. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, Alliance Bernstein. Good deal. And as uh, one of the candidates, as uh, we used to talk off about, uh, used to talk about having the 54 mayoral candidates um, that we have, but we have a big, big uh, group of them. And so uh, we usually start off with just um, what are why what led you to this uh, decision to want to run for mayor? Well, that's a good question. By the way, thanks for having me. It's right. wonderful to be here. Uh, frustration. Okay. Frustration because uh, you think about we 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 had the forum last night, right? Uh, and as I mentioned, we we are talking about. A set of issues, be it affordable housing or better schools or safer neighborhoods, right? Infrastructure, transit—the type of stuff that we've been talking about as a city mm-hmm. for more than a decade, right? And uh, I told David Plazas last night that really the only thing that's changed since the 2015 mayoral forum is that he has a few more gray hairs, and the people on the stage are different, right? But it's the same set of issues. Uh, and only two things have changed. One is is that every one of those things is now more severe. Right. Uh, and we have just kicked the can over and over again as a city. And secondly, uh, our city government's spending about 70% more per resident than it spent 10 years ago. Sure. So I look at those things and say we have to start get things have to start getting things done rather than just talking about them. Gotcha. So let's back up a little bit and tell us a little bit of your story, how you came to Nashville, and and what was it that made Nashville something that you wanted to be a part of? Well, I was the former chief operating officer of Alliance Bernstein. So uh, and and what is that for folks that don't? So know? Alliance Bernstein is a financial firm uh, that really focuses on on helping people manage their money gotcha uh so so uh and it's a company that 
previously had been headquartered in New York City for more than 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, got the crazy idea that we the best thing to do is really to move the headquarters. It's, it's a large company. There's 4,000 right. some employees. Sure. And it's in 20, you know, we have offices in 25 countries. I'm still going to say we because I was there for 21 sure. years. <laughs> uh, and uh, but we decided we were going to move the headquarters. And so we went through a whole search process, uh, as you might imagine, and mm-hmm. settled on Nashville. Okay. And were there particular things in, that led you all to come here? Well, it's a research firm. So as you can imagine, you know, mm-hmm. we started with, with something like 30 cities, and you run a whole set of, of right. data on those cities, and we narrowed it down to five and then down to two. At some point, it becomes... Uh, more qualitative, if right. you will, than, than quantitative. And, and I just think there are some really unique aspects to Nashville, some of which are apparent to us. Uh, you know, the, the creative aspect of, of, of the city, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's vibrant, it's growing. I think we all think of ourselves as welcoming and, mm-hmm. and friendly. But for me, the tipping point was just the people who live here. Gotcha. It is such a unique community in terms of how people care, whether or not that's for their neighbor or their mm-hmm. their neighborhood, uh, or about the future of the city. I made the remark the other day about this, because I think the question was, what has, wh- what has impressed you or surprised you a little bit about uh, this process? And I said, well, one, I didn't fully appreciate how many forums one could have. Right, (laughs) exactly. But two, the fact that the people of Nashville show up at these forums, I mean, what does that say about... there? I can't think of other cities that have the type of spirit that people here in Nashville have in terms of caring about the future of the city. Right. And it, it does seem like we're at a kind of a crossroads point in the city. There, you know, the, a lot of folks, and we've talked with a number of folks about the Vanderbilt study that mm-hmm. um, suggested that a majority of folks felt like Ma- Nashville was moving in the wrong direction, that, that we needed to change in direction. So there obviously is a lot of interest or this feeling among particularly long-term Nashvilleans, but uh, among folks that maybe things need to change. Um, what what do you think is driving that? Uh, I don't think you can minimize, mm-hmm. number one, that fact, okay? Yeah. And it's not, it's not that just a small majority mm-hmm. think the city's going in the wrong direction. It mm-hmm. is a sizable majority of people gotcha. think it's going in the wrong direction, which is a total change from where we were not that long ago. Okay. Uh, and I think factually, the reason that people feel that way is is that for much of the city, they are worse off than they were five or six years ago. You know, right. the, the issues that I ran through up front are particularly, well, they're difficult for everyone. Right. But they're particularly difficult for anybody who is middle class or marginalized mm-hmm. or elderly or young trying to figure out how do I make a life for myself or continue to live in Nashville. Right. So how do we fix that? I mean, the sense is, is we've, and I'm not to pick on you, but we've had a, a lot of folks move. We have to pick city. on him. He's yeah. the only one here. Yeah, that's true. I can pick on you though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but, true. Uh, <laughs> but, you it. know, we've had a lot of folks move into the sh- city. We've had a lot of folks of affluence move into the city mm-hmm. and that has put pressure on uh, housing and it's put, mm-hmm. uh, created a climate that makes middle income folks much more stressed. Certainly the low income folks, very, very stressed. And, um, so, so how do we begin to change that? What are the ways that we or we need to move as a city to try to help everybody feel more welcome and more included in this itness that we mm-hmm. supposedly have? Uh, I hate that term. I, but, I do too. <laughs> uh, so, we are not gonna stop Nashville from growing, right? Because the reason that we all love Nashville is going to continue to attract people to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I say to folks, if, if you go get in your car and you don't know where you're going, mm-hmm. you're going to burn a lot of gas and you may not like where you end up. Right. And you cannot have a city grow the way Nashville grows in an unrestrained play, in an unrestrained way with no plan okay. to manage it. And the things that we are wrestling with mm-hmm. should not be a surprise. They yeah. have happened to every city. Gotcha. that experiences the growth that Nashville has. But we have not 
had the foresight, mm-hmm. uh, the courage, or the will to actually do the things that one has to do when you know you're going to grow. Sure. And the the longer, you know, it's not like we haven't studied them, right? We can right. talk about issue but on the issue whether or not it is transit or affordable housing. Well, we, we, we've we studied have, them. We to death. have studied them to death. Homelessness. We right. have studied these things to death. Uh, and back to your first question, I'm frustrated because I look around, you know, you cannot have a situation where you, where you do these studies and then just let them sit on the shelf and don't do anything. Cause every passing day, mm-hmm. our challenges become more difficult and more costly to deal with. Gotcha. And if, and we, the idea that we could go another eight years, mm-hmm. just kicking the can down the road, right. that is, that is not. Sure. A city that we're going to want to have in eight years. Well, certainly, uh, you know, one of my pet peeves or my concerns at this point um, with the homelessness work that I've done is we've built a lot of infrastructure and response out of federal COVID funding that's going to go away in about 18 months. And Mm so it seems to me that anybody who takes this office is going to be faced with a financial crisis uh, here fairly soon because we're not talking about dedicated funding streams for particularly for social services stuff. Um, I mean, how are you seeing that from your standpoint? You're you're a money guy. You you know how that all this works better than I do. I'm just a preacher. But um, I mean, how do you see that that crisis playing out in the next say three to five years? Uh, you're right. Okay. okay, it is an issue. Uh, uh, you're so involved in in this space that I would love to get your perspective, but I look around and say there are cities that mm-hmm. have dealt with this. Right. Uh, and, you know, where is the permanent housing that we know has to be part of a solution? That's right. Okay, where, you know, we have not done that as a city. Mm, no. And we need several thousand units, by my calculation, mm-hmm. of, of to support people who are, who are homeless. Right. Uh, Now, in the cities that have done that, oftentimes that type of housing can be provided by the private sector. Mm-hmm. You know, who's leading that effort in the mayor's office? Because I think, again, if you, it's, it, 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 the, the cities that have done it well, this is a priority of the mayor. And right. it's, 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 it's not just getting the housing in place, but it is how do I coordinate and facilitate the effort of all the nonprofits that are going to provide mm-hmm. the support services that you right. also need. Right. Absolutely. So let's assume... I'm just letting you finish on homeless. I'm just watching. Oh, well, no, no. I'm going to... I'm going to... I'll probably come back to that again (laughs) because I've been known to do that. But um, so let's assume the voters of Nashville elect you as mayor. Mm -hmm. So uh, what would be your, let's say, top five... We'll say three. We'll keep it simple. Like your first day in office, what would be your top three priorities? I get asked that question all the time, sure. and I tell people that's the wrong question. Okay, well, that's uh, fine. Because, because in some ways, there's really only one issue, which is where we started, is okay. you cannot grow without a plan. Okay. And the idea that you're going to pick off, whether or not it's homelessness or affordable housing or education or, or safety, uh, all of these things are interrelated. Right. Okay? If, you know, we, we're all frustrated with the congestion that exists mm-hmm. in our city, Uh and when you look at the data, 90% of the population growth in the region in the last five years has been in the counties that surround Davidson County, not sure. in Davidson County. Right. And so why is somebody choosing to live in Sumner County or Wilson County and subject themselves to a drive into town, mm-hmm. which is clogging up the streets? Right. And it's, it's well, maybe I couldn't afford to live right. in Davidson County. Maybe for whatever reason I didn't want my child in an MNPS school. So the, you've got a congestion issues that are being driven by these other factors. Okay. And in my former life, I never had the luxury of just being able to pick off one issue and say, that's all I'm going to focus on. Sure. So what I do think you need to do is, is you're going to have to make progress on every one of these mm-hmm. topics out of the gate. And you're going to have to be really – anybody who's stepping in to the role as mayor uh, in the first – 100 days every department head mm-hmm. should know these are the three your three priorities okay these are the things that i expect you to get done in the next year and stop worrying about all the rest of the noise right uh and that is the way that you're you're going to get people focused and 
they understand what metrics they're being measured on, and they need to be held accountable given the autonomy and the discretion to get things done. But how do you hold them accountable when they're civil servants? Uh, most people want to go home at night feeling like they've done a great job. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, you know, I, and I, agree. I just push on that because, you know, I do think that the government structure, I mean, it's a bureaucracy. There's no doubt. And, mm -hmm. I mean, and corporate bureaucracies are, mm -hmm. are, exist as well, but some of the limitations because of the way government it puts on makes it tougher to, let me just say, I think sometimes it allows folks to function in survival mode. So how do I mm -hmm. do what I can just to sort of stay off the radar? And that's going to allow me to succeed. And I think that sometimes is baked into the system. There is always going to be some of that, but I would argue there's also some of that in any large organization, right? Sure. I mean, if a CEO is only going to be in place for five years and you're going to have a a 40-year career, you can right. adopt the, the posture that I'm, I'm going to wait this one out. Sure. Uh, but again, I would say, in my experience, people mm -hmm. are people. Yeah. They want to go home feeling like they've done something meaningful. They want right. to feel listened to. They want to know where True North is. And gotcha. that is just what motivates people. But look, you're right. There are some things that government is good at and government's not good at. Mm -hmm. We just talked about homelessness, where right. I think in the cities that have done it well, those cities have been facilitators. They haven't tried to run everything. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Brian? Well, I was just, you know, it's, I'm a traffic guy. Mm -hmm. And I moved here from Los Angeles 12 years ago. And I find it adorable that Nashvilleans think they have bad traffic. You moved here from Manhattan, I assume. I didn't, but where yeah. were you? Uh, well, I was actually living north of the city, but I did. Okay. I did have to commute. You did in. have to commute. I did Manhattan. have to commute in. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. When you do that, and then you come back here, and I was just in LA week before last, and I was reminded how quaint our traffic is. But that's good news, I think, for the next mayor, because that means it's a fixable problem, mm -hmm. right? But it is one of those things that you know mayors often get elected on garbage and traffic. It's like the, all the other stuff that everybody accepts that homelessness is difficult. Everybody accepts that affordable housing requires billions of dollars to fix and all these kind of things. People know, you know. Um, they understand that certain people with certain last names can have soccer teams and build stadiums if they want to, you know, while selling us the idea that it's going to be good for the city. So, but those things people accept because government, big government is something we've all learned to just endure, but hey, look, I, I, I would actually, down I would the actually, road. I would actually argue that makes us cynical. But keep, keep oh, you going. Want, it keep is going cynical. With your, keep yeah, going yeah. with your question. But I would say we did but, say we were two old guys. Yeah, we're just two just, old guys. Yeah. 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 The uh, but if you could just drive from that corner up there to that corner down there with synchronized traffic lights, it would be a beautiful thing, right? And it's the kind of thing you can actually you can measure. Right. Mm -hmm. I was I, when Megan Barry was mayor. I was like, and I talked to her about it. It was like, you know. We could get literally high school kids with stopwatches and do a better job, right? It could be the senior, senior class project of every high school in Nashville to make just their district have the major thoroughfares synchronized, and they could do it with a radio and a stopwatch. Better than we've done it in a decade, mm -hmm. and we've spent several million dollars researching it and, and talking about it, and well, nothing happened. one of study things that you mentioned. By the way, have you also seen on 24, you know, we have the traffic project on 24, mm -hmm. And I drove here yesterday. I drove from Berry Hill back around mm -hmm. to Old Hickory. And 24 is a far worse gotcha. in the last three days than it's ever been, right? So once again, we studied it to death. We didn't do anything. I look at Nashville and I think, huh, $100,000 spent on traffic is probably better political capital than $5 million spent on something that people have a hard time understanding. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course... There's the trash. Nashville's had a trash problem. Mm -hmm. Now, we live in the general services district, so we have to pay someone to pick up our trash. This is the greatest thing ever because it's always picked up. And I know the owner of the company, too. He's a nice man. Yeah. Uh, so those issues, like some of those just like on the ground, dirty, dusty issues, what do you think? What do we do? I mean, obviously, you've already said studies won't help. I agree. But what do we do? Uh, you forgot to mention things like road conditions as well. Yeah, potholes. Yeah. <laughs> I throw those in at the end, but our pothole problem is not as bad as it used to be. Uh, well, it's summer. Yeah, right? It depends, <laughs> on, which, depends on which side of it. It'll get worse. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
so uh, we need again this is this is if you ask me why am i running uh i what you're touching on is that we do need our city government to work better than it currently does at a minimum because uh, you're you're talking about some pretty basic stuff you didn't mention things like when we have a storm and it takes a right. week for the traffic lights to get restored. Oh, Lord, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, so is the only candidate to actually ever having run something, uh-huh. uh, I do think that there is a, a skill as to how do you lead uh, an organization and get an organization to perform at a higher level. Uh, you wouldn't, if you're not going to, let somebody run your business, you might not want to let them run your city. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. I support it. Gotcha. So, um, like I said, affordable housing is something that always comes up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, one of the questions is, uh, from my standpoint, is always how we define affordability, uh, that we have these sort of unreal, you know, affordable housing. Uh, yeah, we're going to build affordable housing complex. Well, what's the rent for a one-bedroom? Oh, it's going to be $1,700 a month. But that's not affordable for most Nashvilleians. How do we attack that? How do we attack that? I mean, uh, I, and what what would you do to incentivize private companies mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, you are partners uh, in this, and we need you to be on board with this." And um, I'm I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a no. Tangent, go ahead and rant. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that way, you don't have to talk as much. But uh, but the deal is, is that I mean, we've talked for a while about. Um, Nashville is a place that sort of has this uh, self-image problem. Hmm. So we have, and this really has to do with a lot of the corporate support that has been given, the money has been given, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, come to our, and you may have gotten some, I don't know, come to our city and we'll help you financially Mm -hmm. this way and that way and this way and that way, as if nobody wants to come to Nashville just because Nashville's a cool place. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that has continued to create some financial, I mean, there's been financial benefit, but sometimes it's not always clear uh, if the financial, how that financial benefit is trickling down. And um, so, again, I think the same thing happens with developers uh, in Nashville. We sort of defer to the developers because, well, they're the ones who are going to build it up, mm-hmm. but they are, you know, they've got their particular interests they're looking in, and that doesn't always coincide with what the city's broader interest is. How do we work with businesses in a way to kind of say, we need you to be partners in dealing not only with the success but also with some of the struggles that we have along the way. Well, I also just like in the interest of full disclosure, you asked yeah. about Alliance Bernstein. I mean, the, the, the council did approve unanimously, uh, I think something that cumulatively would add up to something like $3.5 million, and if I, I recall. And please here, I'm not picking you. No, no, you no, 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 no. But, you know, I would say to folks, that's one one thousandth of what we just agreed to give to the Titans owner. Right. And... Uh, Alliance Bernstein actually, Alliance Bernstein hasn't even asked for a dime of that yet. Uh, And I actually, I don't begrudge, you can't think about it as I'm going to blame the Titans owner Mm -hmm. or the developer because we are in a capitalistic society. And and they are, anybody who's sitting across the negotiating table from you is looking to maximize Mm -hmm. Their outcome. The question is, who's on the other side of the table, and who are they negotiating for? To your point about deferring, right. who are they negotiating for? Every time we rezone, it's a value creation event, and right. and how is that economic pie going to get divided up? Right. No. Uh, so, you know, you asked about affordable housing. Uh, it's a good question on private developers because right. we now need tens of thousands of units of, right. of affordable housing and and you ask also the right question affordable for whom right uh, and the idea that uh, if you're a teacher or a police officer or other metro worker you can't afford to live in the city that you serve right is a big problem let alone people who are of lesser means mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I'm gonna get to your question but no fair, but, fair. but 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 Think about if we're trying to recruit a teacher or a police officer, this is real. Right. Okay. It, it is really hard now for Nashville to recruit a police officer from someplace else in the country to go, 
you know, to be right. part of MNPD because of that issue. Right. Uh, so we all know that we're short of police officers, but that is mm-hmm. a big barrier. We know that there's a teacher, sh- teacher shortage in the country, mm-hmm. and we're making it hard. Right. So, uh, again, back to all these issues being sure. connected. But to your question, the only way that the city is going to make any progress, because mm-hmm. this is now like a $10 billion challenge, right. is to find a way to facilitate bringing private capital much more productively to the to the issue of affordable housing. And what strikes me is that when you talk to anybody who builds affordable housing in multiple mm-hmm. cities, I hear over and over again that Nashville is the most difficult city to build okay. affordable housing in. Yep. You know, they could they could do it. It's easier to do it in Cookville or Memphis or Louisville and a whole host of other cities. Uh, and and what and, if, and, and, and yeah. And so, look, I think there there are a few issues with that that are totally within the city's mm-hmm. control. Uh, and I'll get a little wonky here. So that's but, fine. We like but, wonky. But uh, a developer's economics is going to be shaped by really three things. Mm-hmm. What is the time involved? Right. What is the density I can build in? Mm-hmm. And what is the cost of the capital stack that I have that's going to fund this thing? Mm-hmm. Well, time. We destroy uh, affordable houses. If you're doing affordable housing, I destroy your economics with how long it takes to get permitting. Mm-hmm. You know, you trying to navigate codes, which then then water and sewer tells you something different than what codes is. And mm-hmm. then by the time you get the, you know, we need an inspection, and it's going to take eight or twelve weeks for the electrical inspector to show up. So you end up shutting stuff down, and the subcontractors leave, and all of a sudden you're talking years. Right. That that's a problem. Sure. You know. It's a broader problem for Metro, right? but, you know, goodness gracious, if you're doing affordable housing, I'm going to put you at the front of every line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in terms of, of density, similarly, if you're doing affordable housing, you can go another story or two higher. Right. Maybe your setbacks are different. Maybe you don't have the same parking requirements. Right. Uh, and in terms of the capital stack, I mean, now you're starting to get more creative, mm-hmm. but... There are examples in places like Charlotte where they've done it privately. Chattanooga is now trying to do it publicly of how do I create lower costs for your equity or lower costs for your debt Mm -hmm. so that you have an economic advantage versus somebody who's building luxury housing. Gotcha. There's all types of, there are all of these levers that are both operational of how do we run the city better, who are we prioritizing? Before you even get to something as creative as, as how do we change the capital stack. But gotcha. there are Chattanooga is an example of something that's happening in Tennessee where they are trying to attack that piece of the puzzle. Right. Yeah, I, I've, I've often been, I'm, this is probably among some of my liberal folks that are not going to like this. I've often been really suspect of the Barnes Fund only in the sense that I feel like it's just become the smokescreen of like, oh, yeah, we're going to deal with affordable housing. We're going to put $5 million in the Barnes Fund as if that's going to solve the problem. And when it's so, a $10 billion problem. When it's a $10 billion yeah. right? it's, it's kind yeah. of It's kind of quaint. But right. I mean, it's, I don't want to minimize. Look, uh, and I knew the Bill non- Barnes. Yeah, he nonprofit was community, which is what the Barnes Fund yeah. helps catalyze, is right. an important part of the solution, too. Right. But the idea that that we're arguing over five million dollars in the Barnes Fund when yeah. when when it is a multi billion dollar problem right. is is just exactly politics. Yeah. Well, we do that well. Yes. We do. I've often wondered too about you know Nashville. And I remember this from the eighties when I I went to Belmont mm-hmm. seventy nine to eighty five, and uh, you'll notice that's six years. Just saying. The yeah, that's uh, I only, just because and you I, love Nashville that yeah, much. I just love it that much, but. Even then, we used to talk about the fact that Nashville had a tendency toward having low self-esteem, mm-hmm. and it didn't demand things that it deserved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the same thing now. We talk about these things as though we've got this massive affordable housing problem, which we really, really do. But everybody does. Like every city is challenged. Every it, city that grows. Everybody that succeeds. Every city that grows Absolutely. has that challenge. I do think there are cities that have dealt with it much more proactively I mean, than we have. Oh, for right. sure. Absolutely. I mean, what, did Murfreesboro or Mount Juliet, one of them just... Uh, started impact fees this week. Yeah, and this that's, week, and that's right? one of the things you know. One of our other interviews talked about that Na- Metro is precluded from charging impact fees. Only Metro, yeah, but Metro is, which leads to the big problem that Nashvilleians face in 2023 and beyond. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and that's the state legislature. Mm-hmm. If you were making the decision and the researchers of on all the different floors of Alliance Bernstein were trying to decide where to move today, would you move to a state that was as restrictive as Nashville, as Tennessee is, and therefore Nashville? I want to talk about a couple things on that question. Uh, one, you know, we were going through this process back in 2016, uh, and it was a different point in time in the sense of, of I was having great conversations where it's like, we don't see D, we don't see R. Right. This is about how do we move the ball forward? Uh, I'm still of the view, you know, I, I, in some ways I'm, 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 uh, blessed and and cursed by the fact that I'm by nature optimistic, naive, and resilient. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I understand. So I don't, uh, I'm not willing to give up on that idea, you know, that we do have a region that's been 50% of the economic growth of the state over the last 10 years. It's in nobody's interest to, to blow that up. Uh, but I do think uh, we need to think about the challenge differently. Okay, it's not as simple as I'm going to go make friends with everybody in the legislature and the governor's office. Okay, well, you do need to build a relationship, a sure. constructive relationship. Uh, but I also think you got to think about it in a much more strategic way, that being let's stop having conversations that are just about Nashville with that group of folks. The Nashville mayor is the natural convener of people across the state. So Again, all the surrounding counties, we're in the same ecosystem. We're all living in the same same world. Our economies are tied together, and we also share common challenges, like how do we build an effective regional transportation system? Similarly, the number one issue across the state right now is affordable housing, and that's true whether or not you're, you are in Knoxville or Dixon or Cookville the national mayor should be building relationships across the state with mayors of, of all cities, because then you can start to have a conversation with the state along what you're talking about is we need to have a framework as we grow to deal with issues like affordable housing, but also to be able to create impact fees so that we can, as an example, do the types of infrastructure investments that are necessary to continue to facilitate the growth. Otherwise, you know, you choke. The only way you're going to choke off growth is by making the quality of life here so unattractive that, and, right. and, and that, that there are cities that have done that. Right. Sure. That and we I, can, that I think we're all familiar with. And I would argue that, you know, the, Certainly the economic nature of things and the punitive nature of the legislature toward Nashville just because they're mad at Nashville. Um, but, but, but again, how much more productive, if, if you're a legislator, that I'm talking not just about what Nashville needs. I'm talking about two cities that you represent. And those mayors are backing you up. Yeah. Okay? I just think, I just think look, if you're going to have a fight with an 800-pound gorilla, bring friends. And, right. And—, right. and, and uh, uh, who who is better positioned to build those types of coalitions than the mayor of Nashville? Yeah, I think it is a it's a position that has been undervalued in that way dramatically. So it's I don't know. I hope that uh, I hope we can see some forward motion, certainly on cultural issues, which are eventually, you know, when it, when a company like Amazon comes to Nashville and builds two towers, one of which they can't fill now, but the builds two big buildings and. Mm-hmm bring theoretically 10,000 jobs to the city. I think it was uh, 5,000. 5,000, I'm sorry. Who's it was 10,000 for Oracle then. One yeah, of them's 10, I, but I don't, I don't know. know. I, Who I cares? think Oracle's 8,500, but right. it's, they're all big numbers. They're big numbers, right? They're going to bring all these people to Nashville. And then we have to ask the question, how many of them are simply not willing to move to Tennessee, right? And that becomes, that's a push-pull. I mean, I'm a former Disney guy, so... We, mm-hmm. we would have this conversation a lot because the problem that's going on in Florida right now is because the Walt Disney Company cannot operate without a positive environment for people that are not just, you know, straight old white people, mm-hmm. right? They have to have – it has to be inclusive and the because they have 250,000 employees around the world and guess what? They're not all going to be 
right. homogeneous, right? That's just not the way life works. So, I mean, I feel like that's a, a tough situation, but I do feel like the mayor of Nashville can go to all of the players at Oracle and Amazon at Al and say, hey, you know, you don't have to, like, take a hatchet to everything, but wouldn't you like to come have a chat with some people? I oh, mean, I, you know, look, it's, yeah. it's, and, and believe me, I, I had those chats. I'm sure you did. Okay, yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, in fact, I, I, I was somebody who, who back in the uh, March of 2019 spoke out about a bill that I thought would be bad. And uh, we did manage to push it back uh, a session. So, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to agree. Sometimes you're going to disagree. But as I said, I think it's much more productive in the current environment, at least, to to try and uh, create conversations that are not just about Nashville, but what is good for the state. I mean, it is so frustrating and just causes cynicism when you have politicians who, at the end of the day, are just trying to score a political point rather than do what's right for whether or not it's the people of Nashville or or uh, the people of the state. And uh, look, you know, we're not blameless in the whole situation either. Of course not. Sure, sure. So, I mean, obviously there are lots of big-ticket items that folks talk about in terms of affordable housing, transportation, homelessness, all those kinds mm-hmm. of things. But what are the issues for you personally, I'm thinking more specifically, um, that folks aren't talking about that we need to be talking about? You've talked about some of that in terms of the plan, mm-hmm. but are there other issues that for you, you feel like there needs to be more attention given to that we're just well, gardening. kind of ignored? Gardening. Gardening. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's got a beautiful garden. I saw it on TV. <laughs> okay. So... Um, there are a set of data about Nashville that I don't think we talk enough about. Okay. Uh, you know, there, there was, uh, we're ranked 90th out of 95 counties in Tennessee for the well-being of our children. Sure. Uh, there, uh, there was a study done by some economists at Harvard eight years ago or so. I, I'm, I might got my date slightly wrong, but it's still... I'm mm-hmm. sure the conclusions are still valid, where they looked at the top 50 cities in the United States and asked the question, which cities have the greatest economic mobility versus the least intergenerational economic mobility? So if you're born poor, right. what are the chances you're going to stay poor? Right. And 80% of the cities in the U.S. were better than Nashville on that metric. Sure. And you know, we, we broadly speaking, are... What... what what greater priority should there be for a city mm-hmm. than investing in our children? Sure. And, you know, I was lucky enough to build a better life than what my parents had, and they certainly built a better life than what their parents, you know, what they mm-hmm. were raised. And uh, that should be every kid's dream, but in Nashville, too often it's just a dream. And, and there are a whole host of things that we need to be doing as a city to change that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, the I always ask this question, and it's and it falls where it falls in the conversation. But it is one thing about Nashville that just kind of breaks your heart, like more in an emotional way than in a policy wonk way, and one thing about it that gives you joy because I think it gives us a picture of what Nashville feels like to mm-hmm. the candidates. Well, I already touched earlier. I mean, I, I do think I don't know if, if 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 you were born here, if you appreciate how special the people are who live in in Nashville. Uh, I, I have so many amazing stories, not just, you know, I, I personally benefited from people and, and funny stories of what people did for me, uh, but just the stories of, because, of, you know, we had some employees move here, how they were embraced by people who live here, you know, it's like a family who drove 14 hours to get down here with kids, and you know what how, what great moods kids are in after they've been in a car for 14 hours. Oh, yeah. And the furniture was supposed to have been here, but they show up, there is no furniture, and all of a sudden the neighbors are over, greeting them that they pulled in, found out they didn't have anything, we're bringing over air mattresses. That I mean, it's just stuff that would never happen anyplace else. Or, or like I said, the fact that you have the the vibrancy of a nonprofit community and people willing to put time into a nonprofit community, you know, put or, or the faith community. Mm-hmm. How many cities have what we have? And then 
the craziness of all these forums, but then people showing up at the forums, that is a reason for optimism and and you cannot lose that as we go forward. Mm-hmm. What breaks your heart? Well, I just touched on it a little bit. Uh, I think uh, uh, we don't we don't fully appreciate uh, the 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 issue that some folks have that uh, uh, where we could be doing such a better job. I mean, one of the reasons I'm running uh, was an experience I had at an MDHA facility. One of the nonprofits I was I, I work with, we were over by J.C. Napier Homes, and we were doing the things that you would do before the holidays. You know, we're giving away clothes and and food and, and toys. And uh, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with that, that area. I mean, there's just the Dollar very, General. Very, very, very familiar. Just, there yeah. is just yeah. the Dollar General there, right? And and so there were multiple. I think we bought, I, in some ways I felt bad because we bought out, I think, every toy in the Dollar General because sure. we kept running out of toys. But... The stories that I was hearing from the residents, you know, somebody didn't take a turkey. Well, why aren't you taking a turkey? Well, my stove's broken. It's been broken for 13 months. Or right. somebody else talking about the fact that their kids haven't taken a bath for a month because the plumbing in their ba- bathroom is backed up. And mm-hmm. and the fact that our city, despite people putting in work orders, can't get over there and fix it. Yeah. yeah. Is That's, incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, this is your chance. This is the chance for you to make your pitch. What What do you want to leave with everybody? What do you want them to know about you and why they should vote for you for mayor? Yeah, they're about to get home and park now. Yeah. It's like the end. <laughs> yeah. Listen to us for like forty five minutes. They're like, God, I hope it's they a shut up. Early soon. for the commute for them to get home and park. But yeah, we'll yeah, see. yeah. What's Friday? Yeah, it is yeah. okay. Uh, so I mean, what- I mean, look. In a nutshell, I do think we, we we have to stop talking about things. I mean, my frustration, as I said earlier, is that there are a lot of things that we study, hire consultants for, mm-hmm. we create reports. Those reports are sitting on the shelf gathering dust. A lot of times we do it because we actually don't want to take on the problem. It's a way to postpone the actual decision. Uh, it, that's not the world I grew up in. Sure. Right. I, I, I am, uh, a retired business leader who led an organization of thousands and a budget about the same size of Metro, which is billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's only, you know, w- all of us have some luck in getting that position, but mm-hmm. it's because you have, you know, over the course of a career, I, I showed that I could actually, take on a tough challenge or make a difficult decision and that I got things done. As I say to folks, you know, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. my parents didn't pay me to tell them how long the grass was. Right. I, don't, <laughs> sure. I only got paid when I actually mowed the grass. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, they didn't care if I was mowing North, South or East, West. Right. It's like, do you get the job done? And, uh, we need somebody who's willing to, to, uh, not run the city based on on politics and polls, uh, what the insiders or or big donors or special interests want. Right. I think people are frustrated with that. Uh, we have a lot of people in 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 the race, as you said, uh, but there is no one that has ever overseen anything like what I've overseen, and I I. I there have been a lot of folks who've been around the hoop for a long time, and we haven't scored many baskets. Gotcha. Gotcha. And yeah. uh, we, we always do ask, and I'll, I'll give you, we'll make it two. One of the most important questions, which is, what are your favorite restaurants in Nashville? Let's say two <laughs> Come on three. now. Come on. You don't have to say one. We, we know that's we not fair. We talk about this all the time. Wait. We have a restaurant segment. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh I mean, I'm going to confess that I am a foodie. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm a reasonably good cook. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. So when I go out, and I actually enjoy cooking. Okay. It, I find it very relaxing. Uh, and uh, so when I go out to eat, I like to go to places that I like. I would never make this in my wildest dreams. <laughs> right. uh, so that's everything from any taqueria on Nolensville Road. Okay. I think the last, I was in... I, I was lucky enough to get a reservation to Locust the other day. Nice, okay. uh, nice. That that it was like hitting the lotto. Sure. Uh, but 
Yeah, I have the hookup on that, by the way. Now you got my number. There is there. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is there is. You know that is an example of, of right. in both cases things that I don't make at home. Gotcha. And if folks want to learn more about your candidacy, where do they need to go? They just go to Jim for Nashville. Okay. Jim, Jimfornashville.com. Actually, we just rolled out our policy platform yesterday morning, and uh, so I would encourage people to take a look at that. Uh, there's a lot about my background there as well, so please go look at that. Good deal. Well, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks coming for being along here yeah. with us, and uh, we look forward to seeing how things are going to turn out. It's going to be a wild couple of months. Month. We got so six weeks. Uh, six okay. weeks. Early we voting starts July 14th. That's true. Yeah, that's coming up soon. I just so. know way I can early vote now that I've met the candidates. It's going to take me at least a month to decide. So <laughs> yeah. I do appreciate yeah. you being here. It's a, it's a tremendous opportunity to have people be able to tell us what what they're really thinking, what they're look. I feel like we got a good glimpse into what you see as the future of Nashville and how you could guide it. So thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate being invited. Thanks. Another fine interview. Yeah, that's, you know, that's great. I'm so glad we're doing this. It's, uh, I hope that everybody else is getting as much out of it as we are. I doubt they are because we're sitting here with the mayoral candidates. That's true. I do think, um, you know, not to toot our own horn, but we do toot our own horn on occasion. Yeah. Um, I think this is a little bit more effective than a forum. Yeah, man, they got some forums going on. They We do have a lot of forums. And it just seems to me that if you got, you know, 15 people, 13 people on the stage for a forum, that yep. each person gets about three or four. Five minutes, maybe. Yeah, and we've been we've been really fortunate. I mean, first of all, the candidates have been great. Right? right. I mean, they've come here, they've spent an hour hanging out. We've talked fifteen minutes before we record, and fifteen minutes after, and we right. get a a pretty good grip on where they stand on the issues and what their plan might be going forward. Uh, Jim was great. He was, you know, just ready to uh, to tackle any of the questions and any of the issues. Uh, we'll see how how it plays out. We talked to him about the fact that it's you know it's always difficult to to communicate that concept of corporate leadership makes for good political leadership. And so we'll see if we well, can get and, that message across. And, and uh, I know that some, know sometimes about. I differ on that just because I think the entities are different. Well, they, they certainly are. I think one of the things that he pointed out that I <clears throat> really do, um, I, I think it's good for us to hear and good to think about, and that is people do uh, respond to the right kind of leadership with accomplishment. Exactly. And we have not had <clears throat> much of that. You have... Are you okay over there? Yeah, I've just... You know, I haven't slept much. Okay. And I realize I wake up in the morning and I'm a little... <coughs> got a little bit of that going on. Gotcha. I don't okay. know if there's allergies so going anyway, around. So anyway, I interrupted But anyhow, you. I don't remember but he's like, um, you know, Jim talks about the fact that you can motivate these employees who are civil servants to do a great job if you just motivate them properly and don't just try to discipline them or... You know, sure. stuff like that. And so I don't, there, there's a lot of good ideas there, though. And we'll see. We've had a great opportunity to hear a lot of ideas over the past few weeks. And, and there are nuggets in each case. Everyone, you for know, sure. In some ways, if we could clone Ugh. them, kind of meld them together. We do a Mr. Roboto. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. And take that little part here and a little piece here. That's fine. Uh, folks, from what I've seen, um, there's still a lot of undecided folks out there. I sure. mean, I think we're undecided yeah, in some ways. Yeah, I am. Uh, and so, uh, but this election's like soon, and this is a very important election for yeah, us. Yeah, we start um, early voting in uh, a little over two weeks. Uh, something like that. And so, yeah, you know, if you haven't decided already and you're hearing this one, go back and listen to the last six. Yeah. Um, that'll be all of the leading candidates uh, for mayor of Nashville have, have joined us. Uh, the people that are that are polling there, and if somebody else is popping up, we're going to call them and have them come by and see us too. Yeah. Uh, next conversations that we have will probably start being around some of the uh, interesting city council races that are happening around well, town. There are a few interesting ones out there, so we need to probably do that. I don't know if we're going to get all those council. We're not going to get them all in here to talk to. We're no, going to have to we, just we do might, some might research and talk about it. Yeah, so. <laughs> we we'll also need to. Uh, but we do need to talk about the at-large candidates because right. at least on the at-large, um, we'll all get a vote, I suppose, on yeah. – how many are there? Like 13 of them. There's a bunch At-large? Yeah, there's a bunch. Not candidates, but I mean seats. Oh, there's five seats. Five seats, yeah. As of right now. So there's five seats right now. There's going to be two and a half after no, they actually, redistrict. I think so. the redistricting, what they've said is they're going to keep five seats. I, um, I think they should. I think it's going to be 20 – or maybe 15 districts and five at large. I was thinking that they should do 
15 districts, five at large, and make sure all five of the at large are from North Nashville and Bordeaux. Works for me. I mean, all of them. Yeah. And just make sure that the entire council right. um, is in direct and total opposition to the state legislature for I forcing think, it upon us. I think that would be fine. Anything else been going on we need to talk oh, about? Oh, Lord. What's, what's the restaurant of the moment? Well, I will tell you this. I went to uh, Hall's Chop House for a celebratory dinner the other night. Right. Um, I don't recommend it for the underemployed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're quite proud of their offerings. Gotcha. As it were. Yes. And wow, did we have a good meal, though. That's uh, cool. That's my, cool. That was your anniversary, wasn't it? Was no, that no, we were dinner? celebrating a business deal. Oh, okay. And it was uh, <laughs> yes, it's even on better. somebody else's money. <laughs> yeah, well, our money, but but money that somebody else will pay us. But yes. the just been working on something for about a year that closed, so we went down and had a little meal and celebrated. But uh, my my business partner Ken had, uh, who's Native American, he ordered the tomahawk steak, right? Which is like the bone is like eighteen inches long, oh, wow. and then there's like this two oh, inch nice. thick. Piece. Oh, I mean, it's an enormous amount yet. of food, and he finished it. Yeah, and they gave him a T-shirt. Oh, that's cool. It was hilarious. That's. I'm great. just saying this because he's embarrassed by it, so he, that's why I'm repeating it on, I on to the see air. The T-shirt. That's for sure. That's absolutely, for sure. absolutely. I didn't get anything. Uh, well, we'll have to work on that. Yeah. So, so other, let's see, other good food. Any food? Um, have I mentioned Nuevo Jerusalem yet? No. No, Nuevo Jerusalem is yeah. right down the street from the church. And it's a Salvadoran place. Oh, yeah. I think we did talk and, about it, but we need to talk about to, it every week till I remember to go. No, yeah. I mean, the breakfast there, I've only been for breakfast so right. far. It was awesome. Ooh, it I was, love that. It was uh, chorizo and scrambled eggs uh, mixed together. It had fried plantains. It had mm. cheese. It had avocado. It had black beans. And then, you know, the pupusa kind of tortillas, the thick oh, tortillas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a fine meal. I'm down with the New Jerusalem. Also, you know, I've, I went to Sam's this week twice, mm-hmm. oddly enough. Right. We both live really close to Sam's. Sam's Sports Bar. So Sam's Sports on Bar on Old Hickory Lake at Blue Turtle Bay, yes. which we don't know why they call it that. I've looked at those turtles. They look green to me. They are. But, so, uh, but Sam's um, at Blue Turtle Bay, you know, we can walk there, which does make it easier, but it's still a great place to hang out. It's one of the few places. It's the only place, I think, you know, there's two places in Davidson County where you can actually eat on the water. Right. And the other one is like on the west side of town at that other marina. And yeah, it's called Blue. I think there's Moon a place on in Elm Hill. Doesn't Elm Hill still have a restaurant on? Oh yeah, I never consider Greece? that water. There's yeah. a bar there. There is a bar there. Yeah, it's not much of an eating establishment. I mean, okay. it, they have food. Well, you know. Well, but Sam's is really good, and you should go out there. Remember, go early. It takes a while to get a seat once the uh, weather gets warm. But it's nice to sit out on the water and float around and eat. Um, I had catfish yesterday. Cool. To get it once a year probably is really good. And, of course, the Cajun pepperoni pizza, gotcha. in my case, with anchovies. So gotcha. there's a lot of good food out there. So cool. go well, find some. Let's go find some right now. Uh, it's been great. And so glad you all joined us for this edition of the BNA Podcast. We're going to be back sometime. Sometime That's in the next couple we of weeks. Exactly. Sometime. And uh, if we hear from other mayoral candidates, we'd be happy to talk with them as well. They're so. welcome to join us. All right. Take care. We'll see you soon.